This is The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. They're running a strange program, y'all. Now, here's Frank Morano. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Morano. Well, those Southerners do not like to monkey around. Oh, no, no, no. Be grateful that your neighbor only has that yappy dog because locals and animal rights groups in Texas and Georgia, they're going crazy over plans to put tens of thousands of monkeys in their backyards. What do I mean? What's the story? Morning Glory. Southwestern Georgia residents packed a city council meeting this week to determine that officials block a, to demand, excuse me, that officials block a company called Safer Human Medicine from constructing a $396 million monkey breeding center. Yes, I said that number accurately. $396 million monkey breeding center in their community. The proposed center would hold up to 30,000 long-tailed monkeys to be sold to medical research groups. Some of the executives who run Safer Human Medicine used to work at the $12 billion biomedical company Charles River Laboratories, which came under fire last year for allegedly labeling smuggled wild monkeys as lab bred. Charles River also recently tried to build a facility in southeastern Texas, but a local outcry and a PETA campaign have stalled those plans. Um Opponents of these monkey facilities worry about a few things. And honestly, if they were trying to build this next to my house, I would have the exact same concerns and I would loudly be protesting uh, in their opposition. And, uh, you know, I'm on the community board in my neighborhood. I would be speaking out against this at the community board as well. They complain about noise levels. And you can understand that, right? I mean, I don't know what what uh, preventative measures are put in place like soundproofing to keep these monkey noises from, uh, you know, seeping outside of the property. But I have to think it's pretty substantial. I don't care what kind of soundproofing you have. You have 30,000 monkeys. It's going to cause a bit of a ruckus. The other thing, and this is much more serious, obviously, is the risk of escape. 30,000 monkeys. What are the chances that one, two, three, five seven, ten, a dozen, a hundred, get out. I think the chances are pretty decent. And along with that, obviously, what are these monkeys being used to do? And I don't like it, but I've come to recognize that this is a a fact of life, that these monkeys are used for medical research. Because monkeys, apes, 
are incredibly close relatives to the human in terms of anatomy and everything else. So, I mean, I don't love the fact that we do medical experiments on animals and I... It, whenever there's an opportunity to do that same sort of medical research and get the same results on something other than animals, I'm all for it. But unfortunately, I don't think there's any substitute for doing things like testing cancer cures or uh, testing cures for any number of maladies. I don't think there's a substitute for real live animal research. But if this place is next to your house... You got to be concerned about the risk of escape, the spread of disease. And what about the disposal of each facility's waste? You know, 30,000 monkeys, there's going to be a lot of monkey poop. So PETA estimates, and, you know, obviously PETA has an agenda, so take that for what it's worth. But PETA estimates that the amount of waste at each of these facilities, could fill an Olympic pool every day. And look, if your house is near one of these proposed monkey research facility sites, you got to be worried that it's going to affect property values. You know, you pay a lot of money to get save up, you get a mortgage, buy a house. Do you want to not only risk monkeys running on your running on your property? You got to worry about the noise. You got to worry about the waste all over the place. You got to worry about the spread of disease. But property values is legitimate. So the breeding facilities would be a domestic source of research monkeys for clinical drug testing amidst a tight global supply of these test animals. So we'll see where this goes. Uh, but I think it's going to be very. Interesting. Very interesting. All right. Um, you know, we've been, I said we were done talking about Taylor Swift because everybody is now talking about Taylor Swift. And I like to go the opposite of uh, the direction everybody else needs to go. But unfortunately, the whole world has gone into the Uber conspiracy range. And I think I have to go the opposite way. Now, we have some fun with the Taylor Swift phenomenon. Taylor Swift is a media phenom, right? Everything she touches turns to gold. Uh, Concerts, you know, she just does better concert sales than anybody's ever done. Grammys, wins more Grammys than ever. More best-selling records than anybody. More uh, singles in the Billboard Top 10 than anybody. I mean, everything, everything, everything is a record. Movies, she breaks records there. They uh, they show her in football games. The ratings go up. They show her at the Golden Globes. The ratings go up. She's just a, a phenom. She's a phenom. And so um, we talked a little bit about one of the conspiracy theories that uh, Jesse Waters uh, from the Fox News Channel raised about Taylor Swift, saying that she was a psyop for the Pentagon. Well, Taylor Swift's the biggest star in the world. Sorry, Gutfeld. She's been blanketed across the sports media entertainment atmosphere. The New York Times just speculated she's a lesbian. And last year's tour broke Ticketmaster. A tour that's revenue tops the GDP of 50 countries. I mean, I like her music. She's all right. But, I mean, have you ever wondered why or how she blew up like this? Well, around four years ago, the Pentagon Psychological Operations Unit floated turning Taylor Swift into an asset during a NATO meeting. What kind of asset? 
a PSYOP for combating online misinformation. So you have Jesse Waters believing that Taylor Swift may be a uh, Pentagon PSYOP. Vivek Ramaswamy, now so she's dating um, Travis Kelsey from the Kansas City Chiefs. And uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, who I like, um, tweeted, I wonder who's going to win the Super Bowl next month. I wonder if there's a major presidential endorsement coming from an artificially, culturally propped up couple this fall. Just some wild speculation over here. Let's see how it ages over the next eight months. Jack um, Jack Posobiec, who's a conservative you know, influencer, he shared a version of the conspiracy theory during an interview with Roseanne Barr where he said he believes the Democratic Party and other powers are gearing up for an operation to use Taylor Swift in the election against Donald Trump. Roseanne Barr apparently agreed, saying that Swift is definitely somebody who has consented to speak the way the establishment wants to be spoken of. I have spoken to many different friends of mine, and these are intelligent people, that believe this whole relationship that she has with Travis Kelsey is not real, that they're not really a couple, that this is done to prop up both of their careers. A friend of mine said, ah, yeah, you think it's a coincidence? He starts doing these commercials for Pfizer, trying to get everyone to get vaccinated, and all of a sudden he's the biggest star in the world because of his relationship with Taylor Swift? No, 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 no. I have to tell you... um, I'm skeptical of everything, right? I, I think it's appropriate to be cynical of everything. I I don't think there's anything to this. You know, one one person, um, Laura Loomer, who I've invited on this program to address this, um, said the Democrats' Taylor Swift election interference psyop is happening in the open. Mike Crispy, who, who I know, who's a uh, a talk show host and a podcaster, said. The NFL is totally rigged for the Kansas City Chiefs, all to spread Democrat propaganda. Calling it now, Kansas City wins, goes to the Super Bowl, Swift comes out at the halftime show and endorses Joe Biden with Kelsey at midfield. It's all been an op since day one. I have to tell you, now, first of all, there's nothing new about getting celebrities to try and campaign for you. Nothing. Nothing. I mean, Jack Kennedy got Frank Sinatra and the Rat Pack to campaign for him. Um, Ronald Reagan campaigned back when he was just known as an actor for Barry Goldwater in 1964. It's not unusual to have prominent celebrities campaign for people. It's not. And if you're the politician, you want those celebrities that have massive crossover appeal campaigning for you. But for these folks to actually suggest, and I know Mike Crispy, I have a tough time believing that he actually believes this. But for these folks to actually suggest that the Super Bowl is somehow rigged to benefit Taylor Swift, honestly, and I know we had a very interesting guy on this show not long ago who basically was saying that all sports is rigged. I have a tough time believing that. I mean, we're not talking about WrestleMania here where the outcomes are predetermined. I have to believe that both the 49ers and the Chiefs are going to do whatever they can to try and win this Super Bowl. I, I don't think Taylor Swift has anything to do with it. I um, And as far as the fact that uh, Pfizer got Travis Kelsey to be their spokesperson to get people to get vaccinated, there's nothing new about that. Elvis 
was a spokesman for getting people vaccinated back in the 1950s. This is not unusual, and yet the level of craziness that people are going to to uh, either twist themselves into pretzels to explain the nature of the Taylor Swift conspiracy theory. It's just staggering. I Look, I saw what happened to both Al Michaels and, uh, and others, and I've been on record as saying I've got nothing but respect for Taylor Swift. My wife uh, listens to her music. My son listens to her music from time to time. I've got nothing against her. But I just honestly think that the people that think this is some sort of massive conspiracy theory I think it's I think it's insane, honestly. Uh, I would love to hear from you, and in a judgment-free manner, we will give you the opportunity to make your case. 800-848-9222. That's 800-848-9222. There's apparently a podcast called The Benny Show that uh, I was heretofore unfamiliar with, but um, this is what they're talking about on The, the Benny Show. This is what I think is going to happen. There's going to be like some type of proposal at the after the Super Bowl is rigged for the Chiefs, and then the two of these people. But so let's talk about that, right? What are we saying when it's rigged for the Chiefs? Are the 49ers not going to try to win? Are the officials, the referees, going to give the Chiefs more of the borderline calls on holding and on offsides and false start because of Taylor Swift? I I, I think it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. But back to the Benny show. And then the two of these people become, it's like, reach like crazy levels of absolute fame. And then they use that. In order to try and save Joe Biden. There you have it. And now you know the rest of the story. I uh, Look, she may endorse Joe Biden. I, I think she may already have. Um, I don't know if she explicitly said I'm endorsing Joe Biden. But a lot of young people in this country don't like Donald Trump. I mean, uh, I think Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is the most popular candidate among um, young people. But then I think it's Biden. Right. I mean, young folks don't like Trump, Uh, not all of them, but many of them. So uh, Taylor Swift is a younger woman. I I don't know how old she is. I think she's uh, I think she's around 30, but it's not exactly going out on a limb in saying that she would be for Joe Biden or at least anti Donald Trump. She's 34. I just looked that up. Not old enough to run for president herself, which is why I guess, you know, she's supporting Biden this time around. So then she can run in four years and get elected. See, it's all part of the plan. It's all part of Swiftology. But this effort to Swift boat her, I think, is um, is so strange. And the amount of time that people are spending on this and the amount of effort, I find just staggering. 800-848-9222. 800-848-9222. David, is the Super Bowl rigged? Uh, should people even bother watching, or are the Chiefs just going to win because of Taylor Swift? Of course, this is ridiculous. Listen, what is really behind this, and you can ask Brian Kilmeade about it, because he's been saying a lot of this nonsense as well. This is about bullying Taylor Swift, who, as an American citizen, has a right to endorse anybody she pleases. This is about bullying her into not making an endorsement because she is a President Biden supporter. She has indicated that even though she hasn't come out and made a formal endorsement yet. And what really bothers me about this, Frank, is that, you know, 
I think it's jealousy, too, because all and I say you guys, I don't mean you personally, but all Republicans have is Ted Nugent and Kid Rock. OK, we have Taylor Swift. OK, she's an A-lister. You guys have got Z-listers. OK, so it's jealousy and it's bullying. And what worries me is there's a lot of nuts out there who listen to this stuff, who believe it. And they could be putting Taylor Swift in danger. Thank God she's got enough money to afford good security. Because if she was a regular person like you or I, I would be worried. Because well, there's I, a lot of yeah, nuts I mean, out there. What about that guy that just decapitated his father? Okay, yeah, well, There are people out terrible. there who listen to this stuff who are crazy. All right? And they could be gunning for Taylor Swift and this football player. You know, that's the worst part. Don't put people in danger unnecessarily with ridiculous conspiracy theories. And all of these people, including Brian Kilmeade, should be ashamed of themselves. Well, first of all, I, I don't think Brian should be ashamed of himself for this. We'll, we'll ask him how ashamed of himself he is when he comes up on in about 15 minutes. I just... Um... I don't uh, I, I don't buy it. I mean, for starters, you know, you talk about uh, comparing the security of Taylor Swift versus regular people. Regular people don't have the ability to command audiences the way Taylor Swift does. So, I mean, it's kind of like my conversation with Helena Kelly about Charles Dickens. This is what comes with the territory of being a larger-than-life celebrity. There's a lot of a scrutiny of you. There's a lot of expectations. What, what I don't understand is people thinking that the game is rigged because of Taylor Swift. I mean, to me, it's just crazy. I just don't get it at all. Who, wh what is the rigging? That's what I don't understand. 800-848-9222. That's 800-848-9222. Uh, Gnome Layden and Brian Kilmeade coming up shortly. I am going to ask Brian about the uh, the Super Bowl. And if time permits, I'll ask him about this, this uh, Taylor Swift theory as well. Um, and then a lot going on in Congress. I don't know if you saw yesterday, very interesting hearing with the heads of these social media companies testifying before the U.S. Senate. And uh, I thought the senators really gave it to them in terms of the damaging content that is on a lot of these social media platforms, specifically content that's damaging towards young people. And they really, uh, they really gave it to them six ways from Sunday. For instance, here was Josh Hawley uh, going at it with uh, Mark Zuckerberg, the head of Meta, which owns Facebook. So you didn't oh, take any action. You didn't that's take any true, action. Senator. You didn't fire anybody. You haven't that's compensated a single not, victim. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. There's families of victims here today. Have you apologized to the victims? Would you like to do so now? Well, they're here. You're on national television. Would you like now to apologize to the victims who have been harmed by your product? Show them the pictures. Would you like to apologize for what you've done to these good people? And this is why we invested so much and are going to continue doing industry leading efforts to, uh, to make sure that no one has to go through the types of things that your families have had to suffer. You know, why, Mr. Zuckerberg, why should your company not be sued for this? Why is it that you can claim, you hide behind a liability shield, you can't be held accountable? Shouldn't so we'll get into it with Brian Kilmeade uh, coming up in just a bit. 800-848-9222. Mike is in Pennsylvania. Hi, Mike. How you doing, Frank? Listen, this thing has been set up with the Democratic Party 
since Obama, even before that, used to be 21 years old, you had to vote. You were supposed to be able to vote. 21. Right, they changed they that 50 years ago. Right. 18, 18 was great because, okay, if you had to go fight in the war, yeah, you should be able to. They're even pushing for 16, though. But here's the thing. When Obama got up and he said that you could stay on your parents' medical benefits until you're 26 years old, they were setting the president to make people, okay, just just be lazy. And who and who else you're going to vote for? The guy who's going to just give you everything. And here's Taylor Swift, the, the new girl on the block. That I don't know what they see about her music. You know, she's not even a she's not even a Gracie Slick. Never mind. Uh, you know, I mean, she it's just horrible, horrible talent that you see out there now. There's no talent, and and they just it's just media hype and all. And yeah, she's gonna. Uh, uh, they don't like Donald Trump because. Donald Trump tells it the way it is. Well, I mean, look, I, 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 like I, again, I'm not. Well, I don't think it, I, you know, I don't think, um, you know, that that's necessarily the case. But how, what does that have to do with the Super Bowl being rigged? Do you really think they've rigged it to make it so that the Chiefs well, will win no, because no, of no, Taylor no, Swift? No, no, no. So you'll, no, no, you agree no, that's crazy. Think, no, that, that, it's crazy. They, can, can refs or whatever lean here or there? Can the, uh, is the media just going to hype them and hype them and hype them and, and that's when you love. That's when you love. When like uh, a forty nine, it comes in and just just creams them and just you know. If you're a guy like me, you so know Mike, what I mean? so Mike, you don't think I, I just, you don't think the you don't think the Super Bowl is fixed. Nah, that's too much. Nah, these, the other guys got too okay. much. Okay, all right, okay. Well, that. I think that, I think you we're know? on the same same page then on that one. I, the, see, I, I can understand uh, people thinking, oh, Taylor Swift's going to endorse Joe Biden because you know she doesn't like Donald Trump. I get it, right? What I don't get is these people saying, oh, let me guess, the Chiefs are going to win. They're going to make it sure that the Chiefs win because it's all rigged. And then there's going to be a proposal. And then while they're walking down the aisle, she's going to turn to everybody and say, not I do, but I endorse Joe Biden. I mean, to me, it's ridiculous. And honestly, who cares? Are there really that many I mean, I think most of Taylor Swift's fan base, I know she has a lot of fans, I mean, but I think most of her fan base are young people that are overwhelmingly not going to vote for Trump anyway. So I don't know how much of a difference that it makes. I don't know of a single person, and I have a wide social group, that is sitting home saying, you know, I'm not going to vote for Joe Biden Unless Taylor Swift endorses him. If Taylor Swift endorses him, then I'm going to vote for Joe Biden. I mean, to me, it's just ridiculous. And it's insulting to the intelligence of any voter or any Taylor Swift fan. 800-84, as I said, my wife's a Taylor Swift fan. And uh, my friend Brian Silverstein, we even went to one of her her, uh, concerts. And my friend Bill Smith. I don't know uh, what direction any of those three people are going to vote. But I can tell you, all three of them, my wife, Brian Silverstein, Bill Smith, not one of them is going to have their view changed of who they're going to vote for because of Taylor Swift. But even if they did, that still doesn't make it a Pentagon psyop or make the Super Bowl rigged. Noam Leiden joins us next and Brian Kilmeade. Those of you that are calling, I, I will try and get to you shortly. This is The Other Side of Midnight. Straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the other side of midnight with Frank Morano. with Brian Kilmeade in a moment. Uh, find out if he thinks uh, Taylor Swift has rigged the Super Bowl. Uh, but first, you need to be informed, and we have found just the man to do it. Stand by for the other side of Midnight's News. From New York City, the other side of and its affiliated stations present national and international news with Frank Morano and news director Noam Layden. Their summary of the world news and personal comments. Get the rest of the story. Hello now. Good morning, Frank. It's been a while since we talked about cruise ship and the cruise ship industry mm-hmm. and how they can sometimes turn into a hospital on the ocean. But we're watching this take place on the Queen Victoria, there's 1,800 passengers on the ship. It is one of these incredibly long cruises. They do this a lot of time this t- uh, time of year where they'll get the cruise ships in the wintertime from uh, the Florida area to the U.K., and they're cheaper prices. It tends to be a lot of senior citizens that have this sure. time. So this is a, like one, a 107-day cruise. They're at the initial part of the cruise. 107 days? Yeah. My goodness. Yeah, I, I go, I'd go out of my mind. But, you know, for some people, this is what they want, the world voyage. So they're in the Florida portion of their trip. And a hundred, more than 100 people have come down with this uh, viral flu where uh, they have just these awful symptoms that I don't want to go into, but like vomiting and that kind of thing. And we've seen this so many times before where, you know, you're on this tight quarters of a cruise ship. There's not a whole lot that they can do. The CDC is now involved. They want to board the ship to see exactly what's going on. The cruise line says, we're responding to this. They're doing everything that they normally would do, things they did during COVID, extra cleaning areas, you know, telling you not to touch certain points of the ship that might uh, actually get you ill. But here we are again, 116 people aboard this ship have this illness. They think 
uh, it's only going to rise in the next couple of days. There are a couple opportunities where people can get off the ship if they don't want to get sick. Mm. We'll have to see if they take that opportunity because they make a lot of stops along the way. The next stop, I think, is tomorrow uh, in the Florida area, and then they start making that cruise towards the U.K., I uh, uh, don't know how many people will get off. In the past, people haven't because they said, I paid a lot of money for this and I want to stay on the cruise ship. I have to think with a voyage that lengthy where you're on a ship with, uh, you know, with all the same people. I mean, obviously, there's fresh air that you can get and stuff. But I have to think that your chances are pretty good yeah. of catching whatever somebody on that ship has. Well, you have We communal, said there's 1,800 passengers? Yeah, communal Jeez. dining room, you know, right. the whole work. So. Mm. Are you I, a cruise guy? I've never been on a cruise. Oh, have never. You? No, have you? See, I've been on a few. I think they're okay. My wife wasn't crazy about it. Um, I think it's nice. You know, I went on one a few years ago with a group of friends, and to me, that's a fun way to do it. If you're going with family or right. friends, a group of people, not for 107 days. No. Five days? Yeah. Six days? Three days? You could deal with that. Yeah. Right. I went to a conservative Christian high school. You went to public school, correct? Yes. So- I'm sort of shocked by the story out of Florida. I tried to get in touch with this woman. Her name is Michelle Klein. She sends her kids to the Liberty Christian Preparatory School in Tavares, Florida. And she has an only a fans account where she shows off her body. And she's uh, went online to see what she looked like. Only in the matter of uh, journalism. Yeah, Yeah, And she's an attractive woman. And, on the back of her car, she advertises her OnlyFans account. It's a big bumper sticker, essentially. It's on her window. And so she had been dropping her kids off at the school, at the front area of the school, for a couple weeks. And then parents started to notice this OnlyFans decal that she had on the back of her car, and they started to complain. And so now the school went up to her, and they said, we're not going to kick you out of school because it's your kids that go here, and we like your kids. But you can no longer drop them off in the driveway. So now you have to go across the street to the parking lot. It's a store or something, and walk them across the street. So she's upset because she says, oh, it's extra 10 minutes. I have to cross the street with them. And now this story's gotten bigger. So students on the campus of this school have seen this decal, and a student at the school was caught at school, looking at her OnlyFans account, and he's been suspended. So now some parents are saying, wait a minute, if we're a conservative Christian school, why are we letting a family that is making, by the way, she has makes about $20,000 a month off oh of this account. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, wow. it's a lot of money. It pays for the school. Yeah. She said, I want my kids to get a good Christian education, and I realize that people will laugh because they'll say I'm doing something that's not very Christian, but I, this is the way I'm making money. Um, you know, this is, this is what it is. So, but there are now parents who are saying they should kick the entire family out of the school. So I reached out to the school yesterday. No comment from the school. Oh, I bet. I reached out to Michelle Klein. She says, you know what? I don't want to talk to the press because she says she's been unfairly portrayed. So I'm not interested. I said I was going to give her a fair hearing. She didn't want to do that. Now the school community is going to decide if they're going to kick her out for the job that she does. It's not on campus. Mm. uh, But they say, the parents say, hey, this is not within the teachings of our school. How could you let a parent? And now everybody in the school, of course, knows exactly what she does. There are other um, social media influencers, by the way, at the school. There is a mom, another mom there who's a TikTok influencer who has 220,000 followers. But she does, like, family advice. It's not sexual at all. I, I don't understand what the basis would be to kick them out. I mean, especially the kids. The kids aren't on OnlyFans. Yep, they say she's caused too much of an uproar. 
the one thing she did say when I asked her, she said she wasn't going to take that decal off because she says that's part of her gig is that people see it and then they go check it out. And a lot of times they'll sign on. Mm. That's how she's been able to build her base on OnlyFans. So for now, the school not making any comment. The parents very outspoken. They want the Klein family gone from the school. By the way, roundly, the teachers have said the kids are great. No problem at all. Uh, I will tell you, on her OnlyFans account, it's not just her showing off her body, mm-hmm. which is attractive, but it is her also interacting with her husband. Ah, I see. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I mean, I guess I can understand that. So as of now, she's banned from the pickup area, Yeah, that's apparently. the only thing. She's only banned from the parking lot. She can't pull into the parking lot. She has to park across the street, walk across her, parent, her kids, which she says is a busy street to get there. But she said, I'm okay with that because I think this is a great school and I want my my kids to get a Christian education. Well, I mean, uh, good for her. But um, I'm, I'm looking, obviously, the New York Post, which will do anything for clicks. There, uh, th- There's tons of photos of her in the New York Post version <laughs> of, of this article. Uh, and she's obviously very pretty and very fit, but she's got way too many tattoos. I wouldn't pay... You know, right. I'm not into the tattoo thing. It's no, I'm just, right there with you, but you know, to each his own. You know, exactly. everybody's, whatever right. attracts you is right. attracts you. Exactly. Yeah. Well, best of luck to Michelle Klein and her and her family. Thank you, Noam. And now you know the rest of the story. I'll tell you who would make a bundle on OnlyFans, and that is uh, a best-selling author and historian who is uh, one of the nation's foremost political commentators, and that is Brian Kilmeade. Uh, He is the co-anchor of Fox & Friends and a nationally syndicated radio talk show host. Brian, uh, you've you've never done the OnlyFans thing, right? I don't, you know, I, um, I'm embarrassed to say this. I know people think of me uh, differently now, but I don't even get it. What is it? Yeah, it, basically it's a subscription model to look at photos, as I understand, of of whatever. And initially it started out as something for artists, but, you know, like anything on the Internet, pretty soon it becomes um, used for something that's salacious. But you're, you're too busy to, you know, have an OnlyFans account, I think. So Thank you. Yeah. Thank uh, you. Hey, Brian, a lot I want to pick your brain on. What's going on with uh, the negotiations that uh, that have been ongoing between the congressional Republicans and the Biden administration over the border? The buzz a couple of days ago was President Trump was sort of whispering into the ears of uh, Senate Republicans. And then Trump came right out and said, yeah, this is a bad deal. I don't want the congressional Republicans going along with it. Some people are saying this is similar to, um, you know, what Nixon did in prolonging the Vietnam War before he got elected. Some people have even said it's similar to. Reagan in 1980 with the Iranian hostage crisis. Um, how do you view the situation, Brian? What's going on? What are you hearing? How about this? Can we wait for it to come out first before we know if it's a bad deal or not? I know we have a rough outline. We have three interviews from the weekend. I've talked to Senator Langford offline, but it's I've never seen anything like it. It's like you and I saying, wasn't that a bad Super Bowl? No, right. I don't know. It hasn't been played yet. It's next week. Uh, sorry, Frank. It's next week. I can't really comment. You know, so you don't like the matchup, okay. You maybe maybe you, you feel as though it's a blowout, maybe you feel the wrong team won the championship game. All right. That's speculation. But everything is speculation. But um I in in this is the one thing I have for critics that I can't dispute. They have no belief that Joe Biden will implement anything that is in his hands that will allow him to clamp down on the border with any significance. He lost me when he said, again, screaming through a helicopter instead of sitting down in an interview or addressing the press with a normal 
like we deserve to be addressed. You don't even have to take questions, but don't do it in front of a chopper. He comes out and he says, give me the tools. Give me the tools to shut the border down. When he said that, now, Johnson, I'm going to run this clip today. He said, you know, I've told him flat out you have the tools. You don't need us. You could do whatever you want. Here it is. He goes, Johnson's a big-time lawyer. He goes, I'm going to give you the five or six things. And he pretended as if the president really didn't know this. And he told it to him. He said, you could do the remain in Mexico. You could uh, you change the asylum rules right now. People have to have uh, hard-written proof to say that they are under a threat, that their family's under threat, that they have another choice. If not, they have to prove they can't go to another side of their own country. So these things could all be done without legislation. You need it so presidents can't play within it, but they say there's too much discretion in it. It's going to be interesting to see where things go. I think given the politics, though, it's pretty likely there's not going to be a border deal before the election. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, even though it's not out yet, uh, you know, we haven't even seen it yet, and it might pass the Senate. I don't know how many Mitt Romneys are out there mm-hmm. who thrive on just doing whatever Donald Trump doesn't want him to do. So if there are 10 Mitt Romneys, it's going to end up at the House. But there's a lot of Republicans, even the ones that want to sign off on it, let's say Tom Tillis. They said, I'm not going to do that to the House. I am not going to put it in the Speaker's lap to have it dead on arrival and make it look like the Republican-run House is the one who killed border reform and give that. So we might not, you know, they might not give him the 60 but it's up to Schumer to put it up for a vote. Schumer was just going to just put it in there. What I just want them to spin out Ukraine aid and uh, Israel aid on its own, get some votes on that. I do not want uh, Ukraine to lose. I don't want Israel without weapons. So can we please get them what they need? Taiwan paid for this stuff. Can they just deliver it, please? But at this point, is there any way that a Ukraine aid deal passes without either tying it to Israel aid or the border? Well, past the, I think there's no question it passes the Senate. You know, it, with the, you know, Speaker Johnson has said flat out, you know, we've got to get Ukrainians the aid. He's just trying to do it politically. Now, he's doing this tax thing against the will of the, uh, the wild right of, of yeah. Matt Gates and company. He's doing that anyway. So my, my sense is he knows it's going to be on his baseball card if Ukraine just runs out of weapons. And, you know, in Hungary is the country that is holding out aid from going from the European Union because they decide, you know, I kind of like Putin. I don't really know the guys over in, in Ukraine. So I think I'll just hold up 27 other nations. So politics and war don't mix. Uh, Nikki Haley is making her case in to folks in South Carolina, to Nevada, even though she's not in a position to win any delegates because of the unique situation there, and really all over the country, that she's the most electable candidate uh, to beat Biden. A lot of folks on the Republican side of the ledger are saying this race is over. Time to coalesce around Trump. I think it was Quinnipiac that just came out with a poll which shows Biden leading uh, Trump in a head-to-head matchup, but when third-party candidates are included... Then uh, Trump enters out Biden, and apparently the big problem for uh, for Trump in a Biden matchup is the uh, the female vote. Uh, where do you see the presidential race at this point, Brian? Both the Republican primary, such as it is, and the general election. All right. So first off, if we're going to take Quinnipiac, we have to take the Bloomberg Morning Consult poll. And I looked at that, came out yesterday, North Carolina, Trump by 10, Nevada, Trump by 8, Georgia, Trump by 8, Wisconsin, Trump by 5, Michigan, Trump by 5, Pennsylvania, Trump by 3, and Arizona, same thing. Now, what what you're just referring to is surprising. 
I mean, I'm looking at one of the worst months ever for Joe Biden between the border, between the Middle East unrest, between the nonstop militia attacks on our people, the deaths of three of our guys coming back from Dover to two women, too, coming back from two of which are women coming back to Dover today. And it says he beats uh, uh, Trump 50 to 44, put a third party in there. And it's still Biden over Trump, 39-37, RFK, 14, Cornell S3, Jill Stein, 2. Haley uh, beats Biden by 5, 47-42. With a third party, it is Biden beating Haley. So that's 36-29. Now, they always lean left, Quinnipiac. I'm not saying they're the bastion. Uh, I mean, no, Nostradamus is not on the staff. But... I, I was surprised to see that poll. The, that poll. Uh, Republican primary over? You know, they say it is. Nikki Haley doesn't think it is. She has enough money to fight on. What she has to do is she's trailing between 20 and 30 points in South Carolina. But she knows everybody. And she said, and I didn't look this up to verify, but she's not really somebody who makes things up. When she left to go join the Trump administration, she had 76% approval rating. So can she go into the... Uh, and can she go wake up her supporters? And can she get within striking distance of Trump? Now, she gains 20, 30 points in these last, I don't know, she's got four weeks. It's a long time. If she gains that, man, I mean, it's going to be hard dropping out before Super Tuesday, don't you think? Yeah, 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 I do. Hey, um, one of the things that everybody's been talking about is uh, the role that Taylor Swift is playing, not only in the presidential election, but the Super Bowl. Uh, different commentators have raised the prospect that this is all somehow rigged. Uh, even Vivek Ramaswamy on, on Twitter basically said, uh, you know, let me guess who's going to win the Super Bowl. And it, they sort of implied that uh, Taylor Swift is going to endorse Biden in the aftermath of a Chiefs win. Tell me how you view the confluence of those three events, Taylor Swift and this relationship with Travis Kelsey, the Super Bowl and the presidential election. I think it's very akin to Oprah. A lot of people were saying, what's the big deal? She's a talk show host. She's not a politician. You know, who cares? I think she helped well, Barack Obama. Is there any question she didn't? You know, she did not help Stacey Abrams. Stacey Abrams failed. So maybe she could, uh, Nikki, uh, Taylor Swift has got this popularity to get people to vote. Evidently, they say that she got 30 with the day that she tweeted out, uh, you know, I support Joe Biden in 2020. They got 30,000 new voter registrations and she's even more powerful today. So I think it would be insane for her to do that again. I mean, do you want her to be Barbara Streisand? Does anyone career manager look at this and say, let's do what Bette Midler did. That really worked out good for her. Let's do what Cher did when she was putting out those insane tweets about Trump. I mean, why does that? Why would you do that? What do you get Rob Reiner to like you more? You know, do you, so I, I don't even get it. What? Why anybody? She's so smart. Why would she do it again? I mean, I almost forgot that she tweeted and she came out against Michelle Bachman in that Senate race and went with the Democratic mayor Phil Bredson. But guess what? Michelle Bachman still not Michelle. Yeah, um, Blackburn. Sorry, right. So she still Blackburn. won in Tennessee. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, in, yeah ter- in terms of, uh, you know, what we're seeing in, um, you know, in, in Congress, very interesting day with respect to the Senate grilling these uh, social media heads yesterday. They really put them through the ringer. Uh, Lindsey Graham let the uh, social media companies have it, for instance. Mr. Zuckerberg. Oh, yeah. You and the companies before us. I know you don't mean t- it to be so, but you have blood on your hands. 
you have a product. You have a product that's killing people. When we had cigarettes killing people, we did some about it, maybe not enough. You're going to talk about guns, we have the ATF. Nothing here. There's not a damn thing anybody can do about it. You can't be sued. Now, Senator Blumenthal and Blackburn, who've been like the dynamic duo here, have found emails from your company where they warned you about this stuff, and you decided not to hire 45 people that could do a better job of policing this. Brian, is uh, Lindsey Graham and the others going a little too far comparing Facebook to guns and cigarettes? No, I don't think so. I, I, I don't. I mean, and this is bipartisan, by the way. Eric Adams has been on. saying what, the same thing in New York yeah. as well. Yeah, what I don't understand, yeah, everyone's making a move on this, and obviously the TikTok guy got special scrutiny, and he was asked again, are your kids on TikTok? And he said no. And they go, why? Because Singapore doesn't allow it. My kids live in Singapore. Why don't they allow it in China, in Singapore? Why don't most uh, executives in Silicon Valley let their kids have this? They created it. They keep kids addicted to it. And everyone's like, well, be a good parent. Take your phone away. Don't give your kid a phone. Put the pressure on the parents and other things. You know, well, you don't want your kids, ex- you know, not un- being unable to communicate. You don't want your kids feeling left out. Uh, even though I know people listening to me right now just say, say it's a hard yes or a hard no. It's a lot different when you get in there and your your kid doesn't know where the parties are, doesn't have the communication. Doesn't, it, it's a lot harder. Having said that, if there were controls on it, then that would certainly help. And they're dragging their feet. And what I don't understand is why, if you have Democrat and Republican support on this, and then you have it in the House, why don't you draw up something that passes? It doesn't make any sense to me. I love that they brought the only thing different. People have said to me, too, yesterday, well, what's the big deal? They, they came in again, and they got just skewered, but still go back and do nothing. The thing that was different is the families of the victims. Mm-hmm. So these guys couldn't do their swag or their arrogance and look at these older men and women and say, you don't even understand my business. They go, well, we understand the, the, rip, the ramifications of your business. Even though I can't create what you did, I can certainly feel the wrath of what you've done. So why don't you? It's been long enough since we've had the Internet. So why can't we do something? What is the holdup? And these guys were so telling. Would any of you? Sign on to any of this legislation before you uh, that we have brought forward. Not one would sign up for it. It's going to be interesting to see where that goes. It seems like in uh, a very polarized Washington, that's one of the few areas where there is some bipartisan consensus. I wouldn't be surprised uh, to see some legislation on this uh, because I don't know that there's a partisan divide, but there certainly seems to be a bit of a generational divide amongst the public. Hey, uh, Brian, it's always a treat talking with you. Thank you, my friend. Uh, go get him, Frank. See uh, within yourself. Brian Kilmeade, uh, check out, if you haven't seen his new book yet, if you haven't read his new book, Teddy and Booker T. It's uh, terrific. Also catch him on Fox and Friends and on his own nationally syndicated radio program. We're going to do 15 seconds of fame in a moment. 800-848-9222. Straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight. Side at Midnight with Frank Morano.
things go wrong In the darkness you might need a place to hide If the days are long When the sun goes down You might need a place to call your own Somewhere out there on the other side of Stevie G and the Fighting Gophers singing The Other Side of Midnight. Hey, would you like to be heard for 15 seconds? Now's your opportunity. 800-848-9222. The Other Side of Midnight. This is 15 Seconds of Fame. Mike! Morning, Frank. I kept 20,000 monkeys in the basement, not for medical research, just for fun. The only time they left a mess was... After a Planet of the Apes movie night. Very messy. Neil. One year ago today, I had my cancer surgery. Thank you, Dr. Kara Nicholas, for a second chance at life. Timothy. Consider this. Not in 6,000 years has the Bible, the Word of God, ever been debunked. Read the Bible, know the truth. John. Guerrilla journalist James O'Keefe of O'KeefeMediaGroup.com is fighting to save America. Please support O'KeefeMediaGroup.com, O'KeefeMediaGroup.com, O'KeefeMediaGroup.com. Joe. Change morons. Ray. Blue Oyster Colt from Long Island, New York. They're not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That is a joke. Buck Dharma is a great guitar player. They should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Thank you. Greg. Is a moron, is a moron. Go ahead. Rusty. Go ahead, Rusty. Oh, yeah. Border reform. We had border reform before these morons put this piece of garbage in the office. Rocco. A shed of tools cannot help Biden in the shape he is. Let me thank everyone who's reached out in your care and concern. I appreciate it. Thank you, Frank. All right. That slams the lid on things for today. For anybody else we didn't get to, we'll do it again tomorrow, God willing. A little Ask Frank Anything tomorrow and uh, a lot of other fun stories that you have missed elsewhere. Frank Moreno, good day. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to prioritygold.com.